Hey guys, welcome back to the Give Me Space podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Scoggins. And I tell you, I was going to kind of get started on scheduling and and how we get more space um, in regards to time. And that just feels kind of weird right now with everything that's going on with the virus and how we're facing all these cancellations. Um, if you're like myself, you know, you can't go to church for the, at least the next couple of weeks. Um, kids getting out of school, kids activities being canceled. And without any real clear picture of what's going to happen, when's this going to stop and what will be canceled exactly. And, um, so there's so much, I, yeah, I don't know. This is, seems pretty unprecedented in my life. So I thought, you know, Hey, worry is such a sealer of space. Um, and I think it's such a common struggle for all of us in the best of times. And this just isn't the best of times. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like, you know, honestly, even before the virus, I feel like the past several years have been much more tumultuous maybe than other, other seasons of my life. I remember, um, so I think we're all kind of on edge. And I think that, you know, I think all kinds of studies have probably shown that women tend to worry a lot more than men sometimes. Um, not that men aren't worriers, but I just feel like worry and anxiety are are, are particularly um, common among women um, and difficult among women. And I don't think scientists are really sure why. I mean, I think there are some theories about neurotransmitters and things like that. Um, But, you know, hey, (laughs) if you, like me, are a recovering worrier, uh, let's talk about it today. (laughs) So you know, take this virus, right? No matter how much in our rational minds, we may not really be afraid. We may think like, oh, you know, I'm pretty healthy and I just need to try and do my best to uh, stop this spread so it doesn't hurt people that aren't healthy, things like that. Um, I think the closings, the constant news, um, just hearing it in conversations all the time, it's it's just a lot to take in, right? It's this kind of this cloud over things. I would say that now more than ever, creating space in our minds and our hearts really matters. So let's just talk about worry and how it it collapses our space. Because I would say that it's really about impossible to feel at peace and intentional and like you're hearing from God when you have a lot of worries running through your head all the time. But how do we turn them off? Because I mean, I know sometimes it feels impossible, Uh, especially or at least in my experience, having children created a lot of worry. I really think that after, especially after my third child, I don't know, instead of like postpartum depression, I think I had some kind of postpartum anxiety, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes as moms, we feel like I have to worry to protect my kids, even though our worries don't do anything to protect our kids. They just make us, you know, kind of weaker and less able to be the present intentional moms that we want to show up as. Um, But of course, not just moms, all women. I think that we um, are prone to maybe overthinking things and and just having so much on our minds and so much on our plates that just, it can be so hard to turn those thoughts off. 
Again, I would say the first line of defense and the very easy thing that we can do is breathing. Let's just take some deep breaths. When we take deep breaths like that, it kind of feels like taking up more space, doesn't it? Like we're breathing in more space, space to think and to process things going on. Always give yourself permission to get out of whatever you're doing and just breathe for a second. When things feel like it's too much or you're not thinking clearly, just hey, take a minute and breathe. You're worth it. You deserve that time to process things. And you'll be better at whatever it is you have to do anyway if you take just a minute to take some deep breaths. We can breathe prayers. Breathe in, saying to yourself, dear God, and as you breathe out, say to yourself, I am yours. Or, Holy Father, please help me. Any simple phrase, any short verse, you know, can be adapted to a breathing prayer. You could get all kinds of ideas for different breathing prayers off the internet as well, I'm sure. Um, but I, I did want to share kind of maybe, I hope it's not too tough of a word. I have always found it a very challenging message. Um, but I think it's just a very true one and a very biblical one for better or worse. Um, and I think that, uh, it could be helpful right now. It's from Dallas Willard. If you're not familiar with Dallas Willard, my husband has described him as kind of the American C.S. Lewis. And I'm like, that's, it's a really apt description. Dallas was um, a philosophy professor at USC. So he spent many years as an academic in a secular setting. Um, you know, very smart man, but was so gifted at really thinking clearly about what it means to be a follower of Jesus in our modern times. And making that easier for me to understand as a as a person living in the times I live in. So he's much more current than C.S. Lewis as well. So, um, and he's American. Um, so I recommend anything that Dallas Willard writes. <laughs> um, and I recommend taking your time with those books. So, hey, if you have more time during this outbreak, uh, I definitely would recommend giving Dallas Willard a shot. But... One of the most challenging things for me as a woman of faith is something that Dallas Willard said a while back in one of his books. And this isn't a direct quote, but basically, you know, he again and again reiterates that for the Christian, the world is completely safe. It's your father's world and it's safe. And I got to say, sometimes when I'm confronted with that um, concept, I just kind of want to throw the book across the room because I feel like it doesn't feel safe, Dallas Willard. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe for my kids. It doesn't feel safe for me. I've got to do things. I got to protect myself. We got to run out and hoard things so nobody else has things. So we have the things if this virus goes too far, you know? But that's not Christian thinking. That's not of the Lord. Um, hoarding is not okay. <laughs> but anyway. When I breathe and when I really think about it, I know that living out that truth, that this is my father's world and that it's safe, is what I need to do to be an effective um, 
everything, to be an effective Christian, to be an effective wife, to be an effective friend, to be an effective mom, to be an effective coach. I need to, to hold that belief in my heart for me. So I'm just going to read a little bit. This is from The Divine Conspiracy, and it's Willard's book about, uh, really about Jesus's Sermon on the Mount and some of his, you know, the Sermon on the Mount can seem like a very hard sermon to live up to. And so a lot of times I think we just kind of ignore it, but it's really the message of Jesus. So we do that at our own peril. Um, so from Divine Conspiracy. Jesus now concludes this section of his discourse, Matthew 6, 19-34, with another touch of humor. Jesus says, you have no need to be anxious about what will happen tomorrow, he says. You could do your worrying about tomorrow, tomorrow. Each day has just enough problems to last to the end of that day. Soberly, when our trust is in things that are absolutely beyond any risk or threat, and we have learned from good sources, including our own experience, that those things are there. Anxiety is just groundless and pointless. It occurs only as a hangover of bad habits established when we were trusting things like human approval and wealth that were certain to let us down. Now our strategy should be one of resolute rejection of worry. While we concentrate on the future in hope and with prayer and on the past, with Thanksgiving. So anyway, again, I find this completely challenging. I said I'm a recovering warrior. It's a day-by-day -day thing for me to take this truth that Jesus says, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. And that Dallas says, hey, the things that matter to a Christian cannot be taken away. And I don't want to downplay anybody's concerns about their health or finances or their children, you know, bad things happen in life and it's hard and life is hard. And we live, you know, in a hard world sometimes and anxiety is hard. And I'm not, I'm not speaking at all as a psychiatrist or, you know, we're not speaking at all to any kind of medication or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm a coach and somewhat of a theologian. That's my training. I'm not pretending to speak to that, but you know, Jesus tells us not to worry, right? The world is safe. So hard to really believe that. So thinking of this challenge to kind of reconcile this belief with the reality of living in this world, I just want to leave us with some empowering questions so we can ask our worries after we've had some steadying breaths, of course. What am I trusting in? If you ask yourself that and it's not what you want to be trusting in, think of a statement you can pray or repeat to yourself to shift that trust. What am I really afraid of? Getting to the roots of our worries can help. Just like anger and sadness over little things, sometimes our little worries can point us to bigger issues that need to be addressed. What can you thank God for that he has brought you through? When we're worrying, it's a great time to look at our past through the lens of gratitude and looking for the good things that God has brought about. What are his promises for your future, for the future of the world? Again, I think this is really that the heart of the Christian faith, living in hope when things don't look so hopeful.
you know, that we can stand when things fall apart around us and still rest on the promises of God. What do you think God's heart is towards this worry? You know, God cares for the things that concern you. Get his perspective on the things that you're worried about. You know, the whole bit about Jesus's yoke being easy and his burden light sometimes feels like a cruel joke, if I'm being honest. However, when I practice the spiritual disciplines like praying and connecting with him regularly, the worries, they aren't able to take over so much and I can start to feel it. As faith grows, the burden gets lighter. The whole world can tumble down around me and I know God will win. And that, my friends, that's a load lightener. (laughs) So I'm praying that you get some extra space over the next couple weeks. That you take that space, you breathe it in, you breathe it out, um, and you get a little less worried. You get to experience that easy yoke, even when the world may be crumbling around us, whatever it is. Um, those promises still stand. So have a great week. I'm pray for you guys, pray for your, the health of you and your families and your loved ones, and that we experience the abundance of God's love in this time. Thank you. And I'll talk to you next time.